Looking back to two percent of Tommy and LJ, where two percent of my life is happiness, and even less of mine is. Get it, everyone. Yes. <laughs> so let's address everything right at the top. This is episode three now. Yes. So I think. What do they say, everyone? Third, Third time's, time's the, the charm. charm. Okay. <laughs> it took me a second. So, what does that mean in terms of the quality of this? Absolutely nothing, because for all we know, it's probably decreased again. So, what, why don't you say the conditions that we're operating under right now? Uh, currently, we are at my beautiful church, and there's a little bit of an event going on in the background, and there's children uh, galloping outside in all areas, in the playground and in the little field over there, and there's screaming and, and tag being played possibly yep so <laughs> and also the biggest travesty of all there is no soundboard this week everyone i did not have my phone yep so it's kind of a travesty we probably could have looked up something else but we literally just have this one app that we use for the soundboard and we were not really willing to compromise with other solutions so if everything is a little less funny this week that's probably why It'll be less funny to them. It'll still be funny to us. <laughs> I don't know. I like the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like enjoy it. I just mean that, like, the jokes are still going to... Mm-hmm. I'll still laugh. The, the jokes will still hit home, I'm sure, without the, without the great audio cues of knowing when to laugh. Okay, so what are we going to be talking about this week? I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so last week we talked about going away to college, and we kind of got off topic, which I'm sure will happen again. So what we're going to be doing this week is talking about when you go off to college, we kind of focused on what college kind of means as opposed to the things we're leaving behind. So which is what this episode is going to be focused on in terms of like the people we're leaving behind or the experiences or the classes, all the stuff that once you go away to college, you will no longer have access to in a similar fashion as it is in high school. So take it away. Okay. uh, Do we want to start with people or do we want to start with like people? Okay, people. Um, who are you going to be leaving behind? I'm going to be leaving you behind, Tommy. Wow. Isn't that crazy? <clears throat> well, I don't know. I, here's the thing. Just because we're both seniors, it's not like we're leaving, I'm leaving you behind or you're leaving me behind. We're kind of leaving the place behind or mm. leaving each other, right? It's like a mutual abandonment type situation. Nah, he's abandoning me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. There's going to be... Oh, I don't really connect with the lower, the underclassmen. So I guess wow, I'll be, I'll be, that's <laughs> awesome. There's a few of them. There's a few underclassmen that I'm, I like. I'm gonna be sad to leave, but a lot of them are <laughs> cringy little vape kids these days. Um, I'm gonna lead a senior. No, so it's funny because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, especially at the at the school we've been at, and how long we've known. Um, all of our friends, the new dynamics that are going to be created. Like you, in the last episode, you talked about how, because I've been here so long, I have like a footing and like a foothold, mm-hmm. and how in college, there's literally just nothingness. Yeah, I've said this every episode where pretty much <laughs> I've just kind of made a large rant about LJ's social status in every episode so far, so why stop now, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> and I think the whole point that I, I kind of touched on in the first episode, and like, even though it's also to a lesser extent for me because of where we go to school, it's like a air quotes great opportunity to because you get to continue the whole way through and whatnot. But every normal people like they go to three schools throughout their like years of this, like elementary, middle, and high school, and it's all different. And that's only if they're lucky. A lot of kids go to like 
six schools and upwards of that because they move around a lot or whatever. So if you've gone to the same school for a very long time, like LJ, second through 12th grade, and for me, sixth through 12th grade, that's still a very long time. But you have never had, like, really to make new friends or anything like that except for, like, the very first time. you just kind of been like, I'm here. So you'll be destroyed in college. Yeah, that's true. People come into my life mm. more so than I'm coming into a new area. Crazy. Like, when, when James came in, you know, Nathan was like, James Kim! And so His he was... Crew. And scholars and... Oh, is that how they... Yeah. Oh, okay. I just only knew that he shouted James's name, like, in <laughs> PE, and that was it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, they always... It was came. It was my world. I'm the new wolf. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw... I also entered that domain, and we talked about friendship in the first one, so we're not gonna... I mean, we could... Can, this is kind of... You can't really talk about things you're leaving behind without talking about the friends you're leaving behind, so... This is really, I think we can go back and like say everything we wanted to say from the previous ones because every at the end of every single one we've been like, I wish we would have said this and yada yada. That's yada. true. Do you want to talk about the whole gazebo? Yeah. So time like, period. When I think about things I'm leaving behind, I don't really something that I'm. There's not that many things like this year exactly that I'm like, oh no, I'm not gonna be able to do this anymore. Like it's just things that I realize like are kind of gone, and even though even if they were gone a while ago, I'm still gonna miss them because I know that'll never happen again like that's the sort of deal so in like the seventh and eighth grade years would you say or was it like ninth grade when what years was this eighth and ninth i feel like yeah most definitely ninth yeah, grade eighth and ninth grade because i feel like it was happening at the end of eighth grade also did you have the mickey for ninth grade yeah okay yes i remember that because i remember sitting at the gazebo and this was like one of the first weeks of school so we were actually doing our homework together Whoa. on the gazebo and like getting it down and i was like yeah and then that never happened again <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so definitely definitely then and i remember as well when it rained a lot and because of construction or whatever that entire like quad became a lake yeah and so we were at um on the deck i guess yeah. you can call it what, what, that, what is that area who knows <laughs> um and we were throwing pennies um into in, the lake no. Into the... I Not the lake. I know what you're saying, like the quad lake thing. I'm just going to... I was going to say each other's shirts, but that was... Oh. Yeah. Well, that wasn't really each other's it shirts. It was more... Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was kind of like the first... It was like a very interesting social circle because that that's like the year before anyone has the opportunity to drive themselves. So... But also, everyone has the opportunity to take the early schedule, which somehow became the cool thing to do. I want to go back to like the beginning of Pineview history and whoever was like let's all start at seven twenty one a.m and that's what's gonna be the thing you have to do otherwise you'll be socially isolated and just be like what's wrong with you like why did you decide this who does it benefit no one is working at immediately one thirty. like no one's doing that like well i mean me frustrated you have to i think it was done for not solely for this purpose but for sports like, you get out, and you have to drive to another school. So you go with, like, an upperclassman. For instance, Ben drives a lot of kids to Sarasota to run. It's irrelevant to me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. I... <clears throat> so we couldn't drive yet, and I think it was just the, you know, stayed-at-school crew who didn't have yeah. other friends to take them home. And now, everyone in that group is kind of sectioned off into their own... Yeah, crazy stuff. Right? Watch how clicks... Yeah, so... That would be exactly that's what I was going to say. Like, so everyone was just waiting for the buses to come at 4 o'clock, and we got out of school at 1 o'clock. So it was, like, just these three hours of 
kids being kids. I don't know. And that opened itself to a lot of fun time experiences, I would say. And that was like, I mean, I kind of had a group of friends and I would say that so did you before that. And I guess we were, I mean, we were definitely friends before this for a good while, but like we had a group of friends that was much different than that. And I would say that that kind of evolved to be our group of friends. Cause that, that's when like the whole, that one really big group chat started there for a while. That was kind of like the thing. And then I do not remember this. You don't remember that? No. It was like a, it was like a massive, it was like 20 plus people in that group chat. And it was like, everybody used it for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've, Group chats have become just a Snapchat thing to me now, mm. and but I do remember what you're talking yeah, about. It was that a text was message giant. group chat. Oh my god, yeah. that was a big thing for a while. And then... okay, wait, real quick, do you think that people will devolve into a point of never using like text group chats, and that's like an older thing? So it'll be like back in my day. Here's the thing for me: like Instagram DMs are pretty much only useful if you don't have any other way to contact that person. I would never choose to Instagram DM you. Snapchat, like, I'm fine with talking to people, like, in the message section of Snapchat, but I think, like, Snapchat, you should be using it for, like, the picture aspect, in my opinion. Like, even if it's, like, even if the whole reason that you're taking the picture is just to send a message, you should still be using it. I have to say that I've fallen victim to the, like, just the blue arrow, that's what I'll call it, because that's what it looks like when you send just text on Snapchat, in case anyone out there doesn't know that. If you send a red arrow, then it's a picture. But if you send a blue arrow, then it's a message. Who doesn't know that? If it's purple, it's a video. There you go. But, I mean, that's wild, because to me, Snapchat, like, the messaging system is huge, especially for the Nogs, and, like, just that group chat, and what it allows, I suppose, because we also send each other pictures and videos. Uh, So it's a conglomeration of both, really. I I guess for a group chat thing, it could be good, but, like, if it's just one person that I want to message, I would always elect to choose texting and because i think that's kind of like a more official sort of deal and like you would you would never want to <laughs> you would never be like i don't think you would ever like arrange plans for like a one-on-one encounter over snapchat like i, I think that just kind of feels like not like as formal to me and maybe that's just like a stupid notion that i have but i would always choose to be like hey if you want to do this here at this time or whatever then I would send you that in a text message if I have the opportunity. Right, yeah, I think there's levels to it. So I think now, getting someone's number is a lot more valued than getting someone's like, oh, can I have your Snapchat? Yeah, because that's exactly what I'm saying, because like, it's kind of like the next level, because anyone can get anyone's social media, because right. it doesn't really mean anything, especially if you like are big on social media, or bigger, which, like, females, insane on social media. Like, you can easily have upwards of, like, a thousand followers, which, to, like, in the actual realm of things, doesn't seem like that much, but to, in like high school, that's crazy to constantly have like over a thousand people, a lot of whom I would a assume you. A thousand people. Yeah. That's just so many. Yeah, but I mean, there's people that have like even way more than that. Like, that's like, that's like a fair minimum. Like, and a lot of them, like, I'm assuming you don't see like ever if, even if rarely. So. Yeah, these kids outside are just <laughs> knocking on the door and looking at us wild. Our kids. Wow. They're also choosing to do the hide and seek count right outside the door. Do you want to pause? Um. All right, we're going to pause. <laughs> Yay. Welcome back from kids banging on the door, everyone. Why did we have so many kids? Bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to say. Yeah, so, like, when we, before, before we left off, we are talking about the difference between Snapchat and text messages and all that. Do you want to, like, continue talking about that at all? Do you want to give any final thoughts on that? Um... Yeah, so numbers, 
valued way more, as you said, because you can get anywhere on social media. Here's the thing. Also, like you said with Instagram DMs, I feel like it's the same for Snapchat. If I don't have their number, then I'll contact them on Snapchat. Yeah. So it's the same kind of-esque. So that's the thing. If you don't know somebody and you want to message them by any means, you'd Snapchat text them. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't send a picture. Cause a no, picture, no, no, yeah. It's a little, ooh. That's personal. Well, <laughs> okay, so I'll just describe my own process then. Like, what I do is if, like, this is only if I'm trying to, like, increase my friendship status with somebody. So you start with the blue text messages. And then if you, like, are getting positive response with the blue text messages, then you like, okay, let's see if we can do the pictures thing. And then somewhere in that whole realm, it's like, okay, I would like to get your number now and then we can text and whatever so that's pretty much that so the reason that we got on this whole derail is because i was talking about that giant like group chat that we had of like everybody and that was it's kind of a big deal i was like for me at least was one of one was one of if not the first like text group chats i was in for sure and like people were like planning things and was like well, we're going to the beach and all this stuff i was like wow this is insane this is like what they show you in the movies of people having friends and hanging out and stuff like that we and mentioned that a lot too about like, it being from the movies or something well about how we're finally in high school oh and, like, we're doing yeah all this stuff well i still do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's what, what we're doing right now yeah kind of actually wow meta and <laughs> so when that, and that sort of kind of fizzled out once people started driving, I would say. But we had some good times. Because that was just the thing. Like, the school was very, like, selective about where they would let you go after school. You could pretty much be on the stage area, in the lunchroom, or in the library. And, of course, they were monitoring the lunchroom and the library a lot more than they were monitoring this outdoors area. Even though they did do frequent little drive-bys and say, you kids, quiet down on the on the outside area we always like flocked there and like especially since we were next to Holler's room so that's a little that was in the gazebo but when we right. were, that's why we kind of went to the stage right, I would right. say but on the days that it would rain we got everyone cramped in this little like gazebo that was really only meant for like probably five people I would say and we definitely had upwards of like maybe not, maybe not upwards of but, like at least 15 people in there on some occasions and like people laying on each other and like had their backpacks everywhere and it was just like those were some of like the days that I probably will remember most fondly if I'm able to remember these when it's like everyone's raining and everyone's talking and it's like a great old hoot. Very wholesome too. Yeah. Because I think there's a transition um, and this was this could be seen like in the Nogs for instance. It went from I'm a Nog. <laughs> when we went from hangouts um, to going out and doing you know more like partying and like substances and stuff like that compared well i'm it's there's a progression towards it and i think it's very you know pure and wholesome to remember like the times when we just talked about whatnot compared to oh when are we gonna go out and you know smoke this oscar sheer or whatnot yeah i don't yeah i don't know and like so the whole point of that is like now that that whole like gazebo group or whatever you want to call it i wish we had a name i wish we had a name for that like brady bunch or whatever but that's too way too cliche and also not that cool but like that whole thing died and because and now everyone like i can picture everyone's click that each of those people that were in that group is now in like i can see them in their true form as it were where, where they like where they decide to hang out now and who they decide to hang out with and it's kind of crazy to see them have evolved from being like someone that i would have called like one of my closer friends to being like wow they're with those guys now it's kind of crazy oh <laughs> 
so that was kind of we kind of that's kind of just wrapping up from the first episode and then that's like so that is something i'm going to be sad to be leaving behind because even though i haven't been on the gazebo with any of those people in like three years probably maybe a little bit less than that but i'll never get to do it again now like that's the sad thing so other than that like the group of friends we have now we're gonna be leaving them behind too like the people that are like your ride or dies your day one homies shout out to the hood yeah, I mean, kind of had that with Nithin, right? So that's a, yeah. a little taste. Wow. Go figure. He's gone now. Nithin, we mentioned, I feel like we've said his name a lot. He was like my first ever, like, really good friend. And he was like, I found my best friend. Take that, LJ. <laughs> and, and. Everyone does that. <laughs> <laughs> in, like, the middle school years. And then, like,. I can't even remember what year it was now. I, wow, I feel like a jerk. I'm pretty sure it was 10th grade, or maybe even a little bit, like, maybe even 9th grade, where he was just like, yeah, my parents are making me move back to India, and I'm going to this, like, really expansive, fancy boarding school in India, and I'll probably never see you again. And I was just like... Yeah, and that, wow. was, that was right before high school, right? So it was 8th grade so that he decided ninth grade, to... So then he was gone. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, but we still talk once a year on each other's birthdays, and it's always great and whatnot, and it's a fun time. But someone said that he got sick now, so I don't know. We'll see. What does that mean? Like, like he had some sort of serious disease. I don't know. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't remember what disease. That's so it was. vague too. Yeah, I don't know. I she, someone said the name. I just don't remember now. So I feel kind of bad, but not too bad because talk to you on your birthday, buddy. <laughs> like it's like that's one of the people I like, like to think is listening. Like even though they're not, it's like who would you put in your like people that you want to hear this? Because I can think of a very large group of people I don't want to hear this, but right. there's, like, people that you, like, oh, yeah, I'd want them to hear this. Who would you pick? Like, one or two people. Um, probably friends that I met at, like, rally, so they live in other states. Wow. So they can't, like, confront me personally <laughs> about it. Um, <laughs> um, so, I mean, I can say their names. It's not like, so, like, Josh yeah. or, like, Ethan or somebody. Hey, Josh and Ethan. Are. What's up? How's it going? <laughs> I waved. You just waved at the phone. <laughs> no, I like that. Yeah. Just thinking that Nathan's listening. Even though he's... Yeah. Dead and gone, for all we know. Okay, why? <laughs> it's, you message him on his birthday, and then like There's a no few months response. later, it's like this account mass be, yeah, email. Like, Nathan is passing. Oh, my the... God. That'd be, that'd be sad. Wow. I don't know if I would cry, though. Probably not. Depends on what the kind of mood I'm in, if I would cry or not. I was in a crying mood last night. Yeah. But, uh, Why was that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, was, I was in the fields. <laughs> Hilarious guy. <laughs> so, I don't know. You would, like, even though I was the one that suggested this for this time to talk about it, you were the one that wanted to bring it up eventually, like, originally about people leaving behind. So, what did, what did you want to say when you, like, brought that up the first time? Oh, about the whole, like, leaving? Yeah. What did, like, who were, you, who were you thinking of, or what were you thinking of? You, Tommy, obviously. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, yes. we kind of, <laughs> we kind of went over it in a very, like, broad arc. Um, but just the sense that, especially since, you know, been here for a while, <laughs> um, I've known people and, I don't know, I don't miss people. And that sounds terrible to say, but I just don't, like, feel a physical lack of anybody because I just, like interaction interaction like a do, lot of do you think that'll change 
maybe. Do you think this is going to be, like, a big enough thing where you're leaving, like, pretty much everything behind to where you're going to be, like... Even if you don't miss, like, one specific person, it'll be like, I miss that. Like, that whole thing going on. I hope so. Because I think then it would say to me that's important. Not saying it wasn't important if I don't feel that. Um, because I guess that's just how my brain works. But um, that'd be crazy. Or maybe I, I think that's a real testament of the fact that this is a new stage in my yeah, life. When you and miss- I've been there for so long. And it's just so routine, you know. Yeah, you don't know you were in the good old days until you're out of them. That's what they always say, at least. I never heard that, but I like it. Yeah. Or something like, you, you all, like why can't you realize you're in the good old days while you're living them or something like that? I don't know. Because everyone, I don't know how much you've heard this, but I've heard this a lot, at least like, it's your high school years, live it up, because it's yeah. all this, and stuff <laughs> it like that. It goes by fast. Yeah. Which it has, we're seniors now. Yeah, but I feel like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I would say it's gone by fast. Like, even though there's like moments, like I said, where I would want have the one of them to last longer. I think I look back and I'm like, because I feel like even though every year doesn't like regiment who you are, I feel like every year is kind of representative of like a different like at least a, a large enough shift for me to have been like, oh yeah, I can recognize even if I don't know this date to this date was when I was acting like a certain way or who I was hanging out with. I can still be like, this year I was this is the way it was and like each year has kind of been like a shift and I'm like happy with them each one kind of being distinct and like letting the last year die off in a certain way and the new things that each one has brought with it and whatnot so yeah I don't know I'm, I'm I don't think I'm gonna really I don't ever I was never worried about running out of high school time at least like even the times where I was having always just great times and I didn't have a lot of things to worry about which is definitely not the case now <laughs> like um I always, I was always still like, well, this is all just pretty much set up to go to college, and like, and even though I know that I'm, I'm joining this thing now, it's just gonna be temporary because it's just like you're trying to get to the next stage of your life, which is college, at least. Well, some for people, us. yeah, yeah, for, for us. us, yeah. Time you kid, uh, <laughs> take college and shove it down your throat. <laughs> That's like I kind of talked about this thing the other, like how your parents kind of get interacted with, but like. My parents did not go to a school that was anything like this, behind you. And so when they, like, ask me about, like, all this stuff that they think I don't know about colleges and whatnot, because they don't realize that they have, like, a college counselor that's specifically for this or that we have, like, these assemblies or literally every time everyone meets with you, it's like, well, how's your college thing going and what's and stuff like this? And even teachers, they're, like, trying to give me all this information and ask me to go to seminars, and I'm like, I already know all this stuff. And I don't know. It's kind of – I feel like that's in a way, like – even though I still am definitely not denying the fact that this is going to be a huge transition, I feel like for Pineview kids at least, it's going to be much reduced. Because they're constantly thinking about college, and it's always at the forefront of their minds. And like a lot of them view this as kind of just like the natural transition. At but least. at the same time, there's going to be the huge culture shock mm-hmm. of going somewhere else because of staying at Pineview for so long. Because it could be something that's wanted, for sure, but it's still gonna you know hit them and they could be like oh i want to go to this city i want to go to nyu or boston or wherever big cities are you know i don't know where the colleges are located close to those big cities but yeah they'll still feel it it'll still be impactful so i think like mentally they could tell themselves they're prepared but you never truly know i suppose i know it's interesting juxtaposition yeah how much are you really ready because this is like sounds so mean spirited, but I want to see some. I want to see a lot of kids fail, 
Like, uh, like wow, those people do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's true. It's definitely like a not a good healthy mindset, I would say. But still, like these kids that like have spent their whole high school career like saying I'm going here, and if I don't get in here, I'm gonna blah blah blah. I want them to get in and then just like realize that they're not that's yeah it's not for them and that like they can't really handle it or whatever and not because i'm making a judgment about whether they can handle it or not they might be the most prepared person in the world i just think that like the fact that they're so rigid and they're kind of like so uppity about like this is my life and i'm gonna do this and whatnot it's just like it makes me see them want like their plan to fall apart and i think there's probably definitely people that like feel that same way about me because even though i don't have like a lot of things that i'm like uppity about I'm definitely rigid in the plan that I want to do with my life and like I feel like you could talk to anybody that I've ever talked to and they could tell you that's what he wants to do with his life because I think that's partially because of you if I'm being honest I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw it out there like even though I'm like I'm not secretive or shy about like having this plan about what I want to do with my life which I've discussed in thorough last episode like I feel like when we not even meet new people but when we're like right about to do that transition into friends with people you'll be like we'll be talking about, like, my life thing. Are we, I, le- I remember this in the gazebo days, at least. Like, we were talking about, like, something, and then people will show up into the gazebo, and then you'd be like, oh, we're talking about this, like, we're talking about how Tony wants to have two kids and all this stuff and all this stuff. I'm just like, okay, they can know now, I guess. And that kind of, like, leads to word of mouth spreading quick or, like, the whole blue eyes thing where, like, I had this, I had this predisposition, and in some ways it's still with me that, like, People with blue eyes, I don't like it. And I have blue eyes also. So is it, is it hypocrisy? Definitely. Do I care? Not too much. <laughs> so, but through a combination of what I feel like is me saying that to a certain group of people and then them telling other people and whatnot, like, it somehow got out to, I feel like, a large majority of people that, like, yeah, these people with blue eyes and all this stuff. And I'm just like, no, not the case. <laughs> and then, like... It, that was kind of spot out of control and I'm definitely not going to miss leaving that behind because <laughs> where it's like everybody knows a lot about you I guess in a lot of ways that's a nice comforting thing but in a lot of other ways it's like not anymore right yeah Bye that boys. goes back to the whole yeah, like, reinvention last time but going back to what you said about how Pimey kids you know like want to see them fail and whatnot yeah. like Mr. Wiley our creative writing teacher segue <laughs> Uh, he talks about, he has rants about that all the time, about how these Pineview kids think that they're so up there and they're so smart and they're entitled to all this and that, and then they get there and the world just slaps them in the face and like, look at you, you're not special. There's a million kids like you, so uh, have fun in the real world being an average human being. And I kind of, I kind of enjoy that, to be honest. So I, I agree with you on some level in the fact that some kids need to kind of wake up a, a little bit or whatnot. Not saying that they're wake not up. nice people. It's just I think they have a false sense of security. Yes. Mm. Indeed. So, the creative writing teacher, everyone. So, that kind of transitions us into the, what are, like, the experiences and or things we're going to be leaving behind. Do we want to talk about Mr. Wiley or just Mr. Wiley in tune with the creative writing class? I mean, that's a teacher, which we can also say we're teachers we're leaving behind that we like. Right, but I mean, like, just talking about who Mr. Wiley is. I don't, need to, I don't think we need to tell Mr. Wiley's story right, or anything like that. It's but just, just, like, analysis. He's... Let's just, well, we can't just not talk about it now. Let's talk about <laughs> Mr. Wiley for this next good couple of minutes here. Like, Mr. Wiley is pretty famous at Pineview, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's, 
not many kids that are at least like in their second or third year of middle school through the definitely their senior year. I feel like everyone, every one of those kids knows who Mr. Wiley is, whether it's because of like, you know, that he does the soccer thing or like you've seen his room and like, oh, it's full of toys or whatever. Or just because he has built up this reputation of being like a certain way. What What is that certain way? Because I don't know how to exactly say it. Um, <laughs> And you have him a lot more than I do and you've interacted with him a lot more than I have. That's a fair point. Um. Mr. Wiley, he's kind of... Okay, well, I have to say this, and then, like, afterwards, like... Clarify. clarify. Yeah, exactly. Clarify. Um, so he's very against the man, in a sense. Mm. Um, and he has a lot of rants about how... I guess just the norms. He talks a lot about kids being bad, yeah. and how they need to, you know, like, chill out, and how he can't... Capital punishment, he can't do that anymore, and he can't slap someone upside the head for, like, being on their phone or being disrespectful. Um, and he often talks about how administration is always coming in and needing to look at the objectives on the board. And yeah, and there definitely is times where he makes it as serious, but also he throws it in a lot under the pressures of a joke, where it's like, where it's like, oh, he's on his phone, and he's like, yeah, don't kill him right now, or something like that, and it's like, <laughs> and everyone laughs. laughs. Yeah. But, like, you can tell that it's founded in, like, an actual belief that he has, that, like, kids shouldn't be on their phones, and administration shouldn't be in the teacher's business and all this stuff or whatever the case may be he but he covers it up with like this sort of comedic overtone to where everyone's like mr wiley is so funny and awesome and he just like doesn't care what other people say and all this stuff and whatnot yeah if there'll be certain times when he goes off about respect and he's like listen when someone's reading in creative writing Pay attention to them, which yeah. I have noticed that people don't do in this creative writing class. This oh year. boy, this creative writing class. <laughs> but um, he's like, you don't have to pay attention to me because you know, you know, like I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. respect other people. Yeah. And at the same time, although he's built this very like classic, relaxed kind of vibe about how yeah, he should teach thing. his way in life lessons. Yeah. Um, he also kind of has a sense of seriousness because often when, for instance, when some students have passed away in the past years, his room has become a place of solace for them. And he so, will, listen, I'm not trying to discredit that, but he will take, he will never miss an opportunity to mention that. I'll tell you that much, at least. Like, here's the thing. When you take someone's class three years in a row, and in your case, like, I don't even know what the hell you're doing with, like, how many times you've taken Mr. Wiley. Like, even if they're the greatest person in the world, you become sick of them. Like, I just kind of hate to break it to you, kids. Don't take Mr. Wiley three years in a row. <laughs> like... I like him a lot, and there's a lot of things that I, he does that I respect, and also the nature of creative writing class, because there's new kids coming in all the time, they're getting their first Wiley experience, so which I can understand why he includes a lot of the stuff that he does so many times in a row, but even in the years when it was like literally just like creative writing one and two when nobody came, I feel like, to a lesser extent, but still, like we're getting a lot of the same like repeated stuff and whatnot, so that has led to like fatigue, in a way, for me, I'm at surprised. least. Mr. Well, Mr. Wiley's very meta about it. He told me. He's like, oh, you have me three times in a day? Yeah, well, I'm not saying he doesn't acknowledge it, but it's just like... Right, I just want to give the... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, um, and what he said to me is like, heroin's only good the first time. And I'm like, wow, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you're right. I love what he does and everything. But at the same time, it's like, well, I've heard this before. Mm-hmm. And it's also kind of weird because I know kids are hearing this for the first time and getting that much joy and like... Yeah. Wow out of it. And I'm just like, I get it. Also, I think he has to play to his audience a bit. 
<clears throat> that goes back to who this creative writing class, what this creative writing yeah. class is this year. Because um, it's kind of a certain group of people, I guess, in a sense. Because, like I said, this place of solace and atmosphere is created, but it's through this undertone of these same similar people. And so I feel yeah. like he has to play to that sometimes, and the atmosphere gets tuned into So we should, should we just talk about, like, year one all the way to, like, net present day? Like, give, like, a experiences of our creative writing class so far yeah okay and uh we did like 10 minutes before a little so bit like... more than that so i think we still have like probably another like 20 minutes okay yeah yeah professional <laughs> <laughs> so like in the first year of creative writing class mr wiley in the first first day that was my first ever wiley class was that your first wiley class? that was my first Wiley. Class. yeah so lj well i was like this is when i was back i was like I'm going to be a writer on the side of being a teacher and all this stuff, so I might as well try to do it. But even though I wanted to take the class seriously, when you see creative writing with Mr. Wiley, because of the reputation he has, nobody doesn't think that this is going to be somewhat of a joke. Like, even if you are the most dedicated writer and the most dedicated critiquer and all this stuff, no one in this class doesn't think that it's going to be easy and somewhat of a blow-off class. I don't think anybody doesn't have that acknowledgement slash expectation. Am I wrong in saying that? You're right, yeah. Yeah, so... Then, so, but then, like, he gives all this big speech about, like, he goes on his whole, like, how there's no rules here, and, like, if you want to ever leave, just say you're going to the bathroom, and all this stuff. This is a one-hour vacation from your day. Yeah, the vacation sort of thing, and, like, it becomes a family, and all this stuff, and whatnot, so everyone's, like, kind of getting into it, and this is, like, the thing that kind of, like, so, I wanted to write, but I didn't, like, write as much as I have in the first year, in these next, like, next two years after that. I've written less as the it's been, progression. It's been opposite for me. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the first year, I did not write that much. But he was, like... But I talked about every single, like... So after, like, someone reads, you can, like, critique their piece, which is not really critique. It's just, like, commenting, I think, is right. more of a fair And because analysis. it's the beginning of the year, and this yeah. really happens throughout the entirety of the year, Mr. Wiley says all right, we like to keep the comments positive. And yeah. then later on, we'll maybe get into like some constructive criticism. It never happens, except for Mr. Wiley saying well, it. Right, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> it occasionally happens, because you and me, now that we're just like... Well, we don't care too much. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. Um, but we don't do it like aggressively. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very much... I like that, because your reading voice was yeah. good. It wasn't like your cadence at this part from this part. So it was really like, a, oh, this is what I did. It was just a general... So I'm okay. I made a point of doing that about every single person's piece in the first like quarter of creative writing. And then and then at the end of that quarter, I don't know if you remember this, but Mr. Wiley said, What would you give yourself in this class? And he said, like, write it down on a piece of paper and say, What would you like what grade would you give yourself in this class? Because that's an epic teaching moment right there, and you have kids evaluate themselves and whatnot. So I was like, I only wrote like three or four things, but I commented on every single person's piece, so I give myself like a ninety or something like that. And then ever since that day forth have i not been the kid that has commented on every single person's piece <laughs> and like so not only did me doing that the first quarter because i was just trying to make up for the lack of things i wrote like transition into the rest of that year me having to like continue to do that because mr Wiley was like oh that's such a great thing and that's why i'm giving him a high grade and all this stuff so i'm like oh he must like it but then the next year i walk in on the very first day and he's giving like the introduction to the class and all this stuff and he's like so you do the reading and he's like talking about the good readers and whatnot but then he's like and then we have the god of critiquing and i'm like 
oh boy. <laughs> and he's like, Tom, he's commenting on every single person's piece. And he's like, you're going to do that again. And I'm just like, yeah. yeah ob- <laughs> there will be times when I'm listening and I zone out and I'm like, uh, I don't, you know, there's not a lot to really comment out of this. And then just Tommy, like out of his ass, just pulls the most like beautiful <laughs> thing you've ever heard. And I'm like, what? Well, I'll never forget it. In my second year of creative writing, it was Veronica. She read this like piece where she like, she was kind of like blackout poetry was kind of oh, the idea. Oh, before she became good? Yeah, before she became, it was like way before she became good. <laughs> like it was, I'm sorry, Veronica, hey. But like, because a lot of people I like to think is listening. I don't know why. But like, it was terrible. I just hate to break it to you. But like, and so, and it didn't make a lot of sense. And it was just like, wow, I'm just going off on this. But it was just bad. But like, no, and he, Mr. Riley goes, okay, who wants to say something about this? And nobody says, like, usually even if there's, like, a low amount of people, at least one other person than me will go. But, so no one is saying anything. And she's just, like, looking around, and I'm just, like, I got to say something about this piece. And I'm just, like, trying so desperately to find something that I thought was, like, constructive or good or something about it. And I just was, like, I I never remember how bad I felt that, like, making that comment. Because it was just all such BS, like, when I was saying it. And... So that is now, so I don't know, you were pretty like famous in the first year of creative writing, I would say. You did like a lot of the comedy stuff that made you kind of... Yeah, well, that's, I have my whole, my whole gag. I, so I the first time I walk into the class, Mr. Wiley's standing oh. by the door and he's like, what do you got in there, like rum or like beer or some alcoholic drink, he says. And then I say... In a no. mug. Yeah, in a mug, which yeah. says... Uh, world's best grandpa. This was the it. first year? This was the first year. Okay. The first year I took creative writing was the first year I started carrying this mug. So I was at um, Salvation Army and I found this mug for 75 cents. Wow. And The origin story. <laughs> and I bought it and I was like, I'm going to bring it to school to drink water out of because it's a classy version of having a water bottle. Um, now but totally I, ineffective. Oh, most <laughs> definitely. I <laughs> rarely have water in it. Um, and a lot I get, do you ever drink out of that? Or, like, do you just carry it? No, I do, just not all the time. I actually have it, at like, a carabiner from my backpack. It's kind of a look. But, um, so, he's calling Roll, and there gets to a point where he just calls me Grandpa mm-hmm. as a joke, and that's all he does now. Yeah. Right, so, in, for instance, this year, uh, someone, like, the students, if they know me, they'll call me LJ. Um, and Griffin, who's some ninth grade kid, he said, he's a ninth grader, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, he's, he's like, who's LJ? And everyone laughs because Wiley only refers to me as grandpa or grandfather. But not even that. Mr. Wiley has gotten you, like, grandpa oh, merchandise. It's, <laughs> he's taking this. It's so insane. Like, if I don't get this man a grandson mug at the end, I just, he's gotten me a shirt that says All-American Grandpa. Like, so from 10th grade, I had the mug on my own. Um, 11th grade, he got me a mug for the beginning of the year. I come in this year. He has me a mug. He tells me, like, a little bit ago, you have to come back next year before we go off to college so I can get you another one. Oh. <laughs> it's so insane. Um, and when we were, like, emailing back and forth about, for instance, like, I wanted him to review an essay for a class I had with Light. Did you say grandpa? Yeah. Oh. I, I'm, I'll message him, and I'll be like, grandson, you know. Oh, uh, epic. You know, and he's like, oh, don't tell anybody I helped you because, like, I'm a slacker. I got to keep up my slacker reputation and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good gag. I enjoy yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I had my Timmy the uh, Stormtrooper story. Yeah, that was kind of quite famous. And I started like rhyming a lot and doing uh, a lot of poems. Yeah. And so I was kind of like novelized for that. And now yeah. everyone does it. Yeah. I'm still God dear. <laughs> um, 
And so, yeah, I was, I think that class was a lot. It was a good introduction. Yeah. Like, I think the reason that is, is because the year before us, like, there's legends of how bad that class was and how it wasn't even really creative writing. Yeah, because we walk in, because they have a, so that creative writing three was the period before our creative writing one two class. And they just watched Avatar. Yeah. Because there was only 11 kids in the class. Mm-hmm. And Wiley constantly talked about how much it died out. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that we... Had a larger class. Right. And a lot of people who were willing to contribute. Yeah. It was good. It was also like a more of a, I guess, lower vibe. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe I attuned that to in the portable when the lights were out a lot of the time compared to in Wiley's room where it's like a lot brighter. Well, also, like, I think the reason that I think it's taken a lot more seriously... And that was it was not taken... Not, that's not what I meant to say. I think the reason that it kind of took off is because Mr. Wiley didn't, like, have anything to do with the period before that, so he was just, like, kind of putting all of his effort into this class that we had with mm-hmm. that, and it was, like, he was, like, really able to shape the way that it wanted, that he wanted it to be, and it was, like, really good. But now that a lot more kids have taken creative writing for some reason, I don't know, it just seems like there's a lot more kids enrolled, and there was... We've built it up, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> and there was two classes last year, and, like, I think he's kind of experienced a little bit of, like, fatigue, in a way, where he's, like... Okay, this maybe not fatigue, but he's like got into a routine where every class is kind of like emulating our creative writing one and two class in a certain way. Every creative writing class, or every okay. yeah, every creative writing class, and so then the next year after we have one and two, we walk in and it's two, and it's like just like a repeat and whatnot. But now, no, that class was good. Yeah, I no, no, that I like that class, but like I'm talking about the first couple of days where it was just mm. like where it was just like, whoa, this is like the exact same thing. Expectations, and then, yeah, and whatnot. And, of course, he's like, oh, the God of critiquing, whatever. And he says grandpa and all this stuff. And then all the other, like, two or three other kids that came with us. There was, how many? There was, like, five kids that were in one and two that came to two. Yeah. Uh, or, or three. Nathan, uh, I think. Nathan. Libby. Libby. Um, I know there was one more. I'm gonna flip. Oh, Michaela. Yeah, Michaela. Yeah. Is that it? I think so. Yeah. So, but all that to say that, like, oh, and Rachel. Oh, I, it's, we forget because they're, yeah, they're, they're like above us. So they took the same class as us. Right. But, so, then we kind of became, like, the kids, the go-to kids in a sort of way, where it was, like, not only did me and LJ kind of have, and a couple other kids have, like, these, like, distinguishing traits about us that were, like, kind of resonated with Mr. Wiley, Mr. Wiley appreciated or whatever, but also we had taken the class the year before that, so we kind of became, in a sense, even though we weren't, like, dominating or anything like kind of the leaders i guess in a way to say that so like a lot of people kind of emulated certain things about us like i definitely think a lot of more people started critiquing in creative writing too than we're ever critiquing in creative writing one Good and for you it's not i'm not like, trying to just <laughs> me or like people like libby going oh sarah oh <laughs> so she sits right in front of yeah. us <laughs> like or Sarah and Libby kind of being some of the first readers. Not to say that Libby is anywhere, like, but definitely Sarah being, like, the first reader mm-hmm. in creative writing, too, kind of establishes this sense of, like, it's the presso mode in here, everyone, write about your problems. Angst and, queen, yeah. Yeah. And Libby, who's kind of, like, takes this very, like, verbose, dramatic approach to a lot of her things, I would say. Like, them being some of the first readers kind of attributes to a certain tone being mm-hmm. established in the class, I would say. And especially since the younger kids who came with them, like the lives and the Gwens and all that stuff who I liked a lot but like they were emulating that style right. very heavily yeah in the first creative writing one and two class there wasn't really an expectation for anybody yeah and that allowed people to kind of do their own styles and it was cool and there was a lot of stories yes the thing is the thing is about poems is they're so fleeting 
when contributing to the atmosphere and what the class is. With the stories, like, I can vividly remember James doing his, like, medieval stories or Sarah doing the one about the goddess and the painter. And here's the other thing about the creative writing one and two, because it kind of goes away from this crossing analysis. Um, We watched a lot of, like, in creative writing three, we barely watched, like, any movies. Creative writing one and two, we did a lot of that. Yeah. But there was also a lot of, like, reading. Yeah. So we watched a lot of, like, Twilight Zone and stuff that kind of gave us, like, inspiration. Wizards. Whoa. Wizards. (laughs) Um, So I think we did other things besides creative writing that kind of brought us together in an odd And I wouldn't even say that, like all the movies we watched were like healthy it was i just think there was definitely a point at the end where like everyone just kind of acknowledged it's dead like it's kind of died off now but it felt healthy like it like there was no reason for like artificial extension or like the same person wasn't going multiple times in one day right and all that stuff so that all brings us to now creative writing four which we are in like so creative writing one and two a great introduction for me i really appreciated that class and creative writing two it really felt like we're kind of like the leaders of the pack three yeah, sorry. I yeah, creative writing three. We're kind of like the leaders of the pack, and like everyone is here that I like them, and there's very few people that aren't contributing, and everyone like definitely like the most familial atmosphere that I think I've experienced in any classroom. And now creative writing four. Oh doggy, like it's hard to like I've said this so many times to LJ when we're just like sitting in the class and talking and whatnot. It's like it's hard to have raised a kid because. This is so conceited for me to say this, but, like, our class was the one that, like, revived creative writing in a way. I would say that's fair Most to say. definitely. Yeah. So, like, it's hard that when you've raised a kid from nothing to, like, be watching it die in your arms, which is what I feel like creative writing for feels like for me, at least. Yeah. So, do you want to, ex- like, explain that? Um, yeah. So, I, I do want to, like... Tommy and I feel very elitist about the class. Yes. So there are things that are unwarranted sometimes mm-hmm. when we, like, criticize or demean, like, things that happen in the and class. And I also, sorry, I just want to cut you off one second. Like, if when we're jerks, because I'm sure people listening to this are going to be like, but they're such assholes in that class. They talk all the time and they laugh at people and all this stuff. I'm like, yes, we do that. But, like, it's not because we're trying to be mean-spirited, I don't think. We're definitely not. It's just because, like it's changed so much from what it was before for us and like in a way that we don't like that it leads us to kind of like be a certain way about it right i think that's kind of just like it's a metaphor for life because like if you think about it these kids are going through the same thing so to them that like our creative writing one and two this is probably going to feel the same way for them Mm -hmm. it might not and i don't think it has the same aspects but i think they're going to feel the same way and we're like this kind of grumpy older like bugs or like yeah ah, i remember in my day we didn't know this stuff <laughs> but the interesting thing and the reason why i say creative writing one and two compared to creative writing four for us and the new kids is still different although somewhat similar in the feeling is that the seniors weren't grouchy because they were taking it in the beginning as well yeah well that's also the other thing i don't know if we made this clear like in creative writing class no matter what year you're taking you're all in the same classroom mm-hmm. so creative writing one and two kids are all in the same classroom as us and also the creative writing three kids it's all together so we're watching these like younger kids come into our baby yummy <laughs> <laughs> and like poison it i'll just i'll come out and i mean say it. yeah i'll be honest because there's such a separation of i don't want to say skill level because i don't like to put myself on the pedestal but let's be honest like we've had some experience and a lot of kids are still in that mode of reading fast because they're nervous Mm. and that's not a critique i want to make 
I sa- I've said it in creative writing for, I said, listen, you need to slow down and really emphasize your stuff. Mm-hmm. That should like, we should be past that and moving on to like everyone, like let's read. And we also have a lot of people in that class. Yeah. So not like this, like I'll talk about like the critiquing. Cause I won't ever talk about myself as like a good reader because not necessarily that I think I'm bad, but I've just seen people that have done it well, like really well. And I'm not, I don't find myself to be similar to their skill level in any way, but like critiquing wise, there is nothing that I find more infuriating than I really liked it. It's so good. I can relate to that or me and stuff like this. I don't think that there's anything that makes me more angry in that class than that. That adds nothing to their piece. It adds nothing to the conversation. In fact, it's wastes, it wastes more time than it adds to anything. And when you have kids out there that are at least trying to make a productive comment or add something and or even if you like in a way you're cutting down on reading time and you're cutting down on productive comment time because it's rude to have every single kid in the class comment so even kids that wanted to make a good comment may be dissuaded because you got picked on to say me it's awesome i love it and all this it adds nothing just shut up okay? it's it's also i think because when you make a very constructive like progressive comment and i say progressive in a way that it adds to the conversation yeah. of the class as you said it adds to the bonding of the class because you get because we've had a lot of stories yeah. that have brought out really great conversations within the class mm-hmm. and so far like i said that hasn't really occurred because most people don't read stories they've been reading like rants we've had some stories and they've been good but it's very sporadic also sci-fi i just gotta say something about the sci-fi listen i it sounds so like double-edged swordy for me to be like i want to hear a lot of stories which i totally agree with you saying that but don't read anything about Star Wars or Star Trek and all this stuff. Because that's the only thing that comes along with Mr. Wiley. He's, like, very acknowledging of, like, nerd culture and all this stuff and whatnot. Certain and, kinds of... Just well, that just, yeah, a certain portion. Stuff, which, and he's always like, I like Star Trek and all this stuff. Right. So then him saying that, which I feel like he kind of leaned into it because there was one or two kids that he knew in the class from before, from mm-hmm. Creative Writing 3, which are, like... He's like, oh, I know that they like Star Trek, so I'm going to talk about it. So then literally anybody and everybody that talked about Star Wars or Star Trek in their life decided, I'm going to write all my stories about that from now on. And that's led to a very quick amount of fatigue with like, I don't want to hear this anymore. I can no longer hear about, set your phasers to aliens and all this stuff. Like, I can't, like, and here's the thing. Like, LJ was saying this with like, where you can tune out and stuff if you're anybody else in the class, I have to listen to what they're saying so I can say something even remotely useful <laughs> about their piece and whatnot. So, yeah. And then that's, like, led to us, like, kind of... And then I also feel kind of bad because if it was just us in this little corner that we have of the classroom being like this, but the other kids who are, like, taking the class for the first time that are, like, our friends, have kind of gotten a get-out-of-jail-free card and, like, have come over to us and they're yeah. like, I do have the ability to dupe on this class right. because I'm associated with you and all Yeah, this they're like, I agree that I don't like hearing these poems and ranting about, like, how bad... And here's the thing. It's, like, all the boys and a lot of the girls rant about how, like, shitty, like, men are in their lives, so I think that kind of conglomerates them and they're like, oh, this is a connotation we can give to, like, Tommy and LJ for us to, like, all be together. And you're right, but we have, like, given into that, and I think it's bad that we did that. And we have a standard of comparison, is the point. Like, we have something to compare it to. Right. You were just speaking because you don't like it. We've had to suffer through it. And I won't miss leaving that behind.